0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Joining us is co-host, TJ Inman. He'll be along here shortly. Uh, to talk about Indiana's matchup on the road against ACC foe Virginia. And uh, we'll go into depth in that game what matchups we think IU could take advantage of, what matchups uh, Virginia could take advantage of, and, and give our predictions. Also, a matchup to watch, keys to the game, keys to victory. Uh, and we'll uh, do that hopefully in under 45 minutes. So, uh, Indiana's coming off a 49 21 loss to Ohio State. So this game is huge. We've called it the most important uh, game on Indiana's schedule. Uh, just because if you had beat Ohio State, you can't lose to uh, Virginia the next week. And uh, since they did lose, you can't uh, lose. You can't start 0 2. So uh, we welcome in TJ. In. TJ, uh, you know, a tough first week, uh, fun atmosphere. Uh, But week one of college football is is through. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, it's difficult to call a week two game a a must win. But, um, you know, when you look at Indiana's schedule, and you look at uh, how, you know, some of the rest of the teams on that schedule performed, uh, plus the teams like Michigan and Penn State that you were in Wisconsin that you already knew would be a – a major uphill climb, not impossible, but a, a very difficult task. Uh, you know, you start to do that map, and, and getting to a winning season becomes very difficult uh, if this game against Virginia doesn't go in the W column. De-
1: definitely. Uh, you know, you need six wins for bowl eligibility. You look at, at Purdue, Rutgers, uh, and Illinois there at the end of the schedule. Purdue and Rutgers look vastly improved to week one. It is only week one. So, you know, I, I'm yeah. very surprised that all these people are saying, oh, my God, they're so good. Uh, well, we don't know what Louisville is. We don't know what Washington is. And we don't know what Purdue and Rutgers are right now. You know, people get hurt. Uh, we saw Janarian Grant go out early last year as well. Uh, but let, let's talk some IU football. They're going down to Virginia. They're 0 and, uh, 0 and 2 against Virginia all time. Uh, they lost in 2009 at Virginia 47-7. to It was one of the most miserable games I've ever been to. Uh, I, I drove, whatever it is, eight, eight and a half, nine hours by myself from Indianapolis uh, to the game, and IU didn't score a touchdown until like there was five minutes left in the game. So that was terrible. Uh, Virginia played the, the back end of that home-and-home home in 2011. It was Kevin Wilson's home opener. Uh, They beat IU 34-31 on a play that still does not make sense to me. Uh, Why you drop Edward Wright Baker back to pass uh, there in the last, uh, last few, the last, under two minutes ago, minute 13, actually, uh, you get strip sacked instead of going into overtime. Virginia kicks a field goal as time expires to win that game. uh, And that season ended up as one on 11. So IU is, has not beaten Virginia, but they come into Saturday. I, th- I think the last time I saw it was three-point favorites. Uh, if you look at the S&P Plus rankings, I use 48th, uh, Virginia is 72nd. Uh, Virginia is coming off a not a resounding win, but a, a sound win over uh, FCS foe William and Mary, 28-10. Uh, Kirk Bankert, their court- Pretty solid, completing 70% of his passes to nine different receivers. Uh, their running game was okay, uh, wasn't terrific. Uh, their main running back had 20 carries uh, for 80 yards, so for a healthy uh, four-yard per carry uh, yard per carry average. TJ, going into this game, uh, what do you what does IU need to do to win?
2: Well, I think the first thing that jumps out um, as a major question mark uh, coming from last week is going to be that running game. Uh, I, I think that everyone's aware of of how dominant Ohio State's defensive line was in that game, uh, but you know it's it's difficult to know how much of that is a referendum on Indiana's offensive line, how much of that. Is a you know uh, how much that credit needs to go to Ohio State defensive line, uh, where I'm sitting, and from where I watched the game and kind of the draft projections and the, the chatter from the Ohio State coaches and the websites, uh, the Ohio State fan sites, um, I, I think that it, it leans much more in favor of that being credit to Ohio State's defensive line. Uh, you know, they, their coaching staff believes that they have five first-round draft picks uh, on that line, which is unheard of. Um, and I, I I do think Indiana definitely planned on running the ball better, planned on running it more. Mike DeBoard said as such, uh, and they did use some short, you know, short passes to the sides as part of the running game, uh, but You know, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, So, you know, moving to Virginia, you should be able to run the ball at a much more effective clip. Uh, If the running game is is similarly dismal, and I mean anything under, uh, I'd say anything under like three and a half, four yards a carry um, would you know, not including sacks, would, would really set off some alarm bells for me. Uh, I don't want to put a total rushing yardage on there, because who knows how the game's going to unfold in terms of play selection. But but I do think that when Indiana does choose to run it, they need to be able to establish it as an effective uh, effective thing to do and to be able to be two-dimensional as opposed to, uh you know Richard Lego throwing the ball 65 plus times that's not a formula for consistent success in the Big 10 or really in any power conference so that's the first thing i'm looking for you know virginia's uh, rush defense um they did give up uh some yardage last week but 89 of that i think it was like 168 maybe or 165 89 of that uh came from william and mary's uh, quarterback um, I have no clue if, if that kid is typically a scrambler. It was his first start. Um, I have no clue if he's usually a runner. Uh, according to the Virginia fan site that I that I read, um, they didn't expect that from him. The coaching staff for Virginia was kind of surprised that he was able to do that as well. Uh, but Virginia's running backs, you know, they they were far less or I'm sorry, William & Mary's running back far less successful. So uh, how does Indiana move the ball on the ground against Virginia? And if they can move the ball on the ground pretty well, and again, for me, that would signal anything above like four yards to carry would be a nice day for the Hoosiers running game. I think that'll open up a ton of opportunities for IU's passing game to really torch Virginia uh, and have a good day overall on offense. Yeah, and William and
1: Mary kind of ran a a triple option look um, or some kind of option uh, look there where they ran their quarterback, and the running game is going to be very important. IU cannot get to a bowl game if they're going to be one-dimensional like they were against Ohio State. No matter how good that passing offense is, no matter how good Simi Cobbs is, if you're asking Richard Lego to throw the ball 65 times, uh, it's not going to work. So maybe they, they sprinkle in a little bit of, of Peyton Ramsey. Uh, going back to that Ohio State game, if you haven't watched the coaches' Film Room version of the ESPN call, I, I highly recommend it. It's on the Watch ESPN app. Just search it. There's a replay of it. And it's Matt Brown, Les Miles, Gene Chizik, uh, Mark Helfrich. I think Greg McElroy's in there as well. And they just take you through play-by-play play of the game, and it, it, it's tremendous. And they had great things to say about IU in the first half, and then they just ran out of gas in the second half. So uh, to me, the first, my key to the game is the turnover battle. It was one of our keys to the game last week. IU lost the turnover battle uh, <laughs> 3 to nothing, and they really didn't have any chances on defense at a takeaway. Uh, there was a pass interference call on a on – a, deep pass where I think it hit Jonathan Crawford in the chest. Uh, he, he was diving for it. So it either bound short hopped him or hit him in the chest. And that was really the only mm-hmm. uh, time that they were close to getting a takeaway. And without the, with the penalty, it, it, it's, it's a wash. It doesn't matter. So they need to to have opportunities at takeaways uh, to win this because this team, it's not Ohio State. They're not going to go down and, and score every single time on this defense. Um, so IU need, defense needs to, to get off the field and, and, you know, get this offensive ball back so they could go down, establish a running game, and, and score. So getting takeaways, whether it's causing forcing fumbles – I don't even. They they weren't even close to forcing a fumble on against Ohio State and getting an interception. Maybe some more pass breakups as well, um, for, because this defense needs to get off the field. We saw we saw the tax that Ohio State put on them depth, well, depth wise, and they just this defensive line cannot survive uh, if they're going to be on the field for, for 85, 90 plays a game, uh, which they you know, if they don't. Force a turnover um, or takeaway, uh, they will be. So, TJ, what else? What's a wild card thing that you're looking for that IU has to do to get this win on the road?
2: Uh, one quick question I wanted to ask you uh, pertaining to the running game because, you know, we had so much debate in the offseason about, uh, you know, running back by committee, which guy would step up, which guy would end up being the guy would there be just a one you know true number one back all those questions and I I feel like we definitely still have all those questions uh for all the reasons we mentioned earlier uh so as we go to Virginia which uh not a not a weak run defense um but not a not an incredibly stout one either I put that uh, you know I'd put it somewhere um right in the middle of what I used to see this season and probably closer to the bottom than the top, um, which is a testament to the other defenses, I don't think Virginia has a bad defense at all. Um, But I I would ask you, who do you think, uh, which IU running back do you think ends up leading the Hoosiers and carries this Saturday? Not the season at all, but just this Saturday, who do you think that coaching staff chooses to lean on the most? That's a tough question, because... You know, anytime you rush for
1: for seventeen yards, right? It's you know, let's go find somebody else. Um, I think it's going to be Morgan Ellison. I think he gave you the best effort on on Thursday night against Ohio State. But I could see them just running Mike Maget and Devontae Williams back there uh, doing the same thing they did against Ohio State, trying to give these guys a chance. It's very difficult to to judge this running game off of. You know off of off of uh, off of their performance against Ohio State, this is the best defensive line uh, that they're gonna get that they're gonna face all year. Uh, you know, so if they come out against Virginia and, and rush for seventeen yards, they have issues and things like that. So I think they're gonna start the game off uh, with the same lineup, uh, same type of thing. and if it if they get stuffed on that first run, I think you're gonna see Morgan Ellison have a little bit longer of a leash. He ran really well. Uh, against Ohio State in the in the attacks that um, in the attempts that he had, so I think Morgan Ellison's going to have the most carries um, there late in the game. As long as he stays healthy, he he should get the most carries.
2: Yeah, I I was going to go with Ellison as well. Um, like you said, impossible to judge any of the running backs from that, from that game. There was there was really no move, no room for them to operate. Um, and none of them really got much of a, a chance to get into a rhythm at all. So uh, that's what I would go with. The one little subplot that I'm interested to watch, uh, will Tyler Natee get any action uh, this coming Saturday? And if not, um, you know, I, that's going to be something else to look for moving forward. Um, he did not have a carry against the Buckeyes. and uh, Definitely. Talby and and people
1: people have mentioned that and he, he didn't even have his yeah. helmet on so I wonder if he was right. banged up a little bit uh you know he didn't even think he was going to play uh we'll we'll see right. I I think you know against a team like Virginia if you look at their their defensive line uh they they run that 3-4 front their defensive line is pretty small at 285 305 at 285 yeah. uh and then behind them there's no guy over 280 um He's the guy who could break holes against that ACC, small ACC defense. Uh, but I, I agree. And, and, you know, when you bring up Nate, and down the road, this is a non conference game, so they could bring, you know, their full roster with you. But later in the conference season, when you're only allowed to bring 70, 70 some odd people, does he make the travel squad? Uh, does he travel with the team? That's something else to watch for.
2: Yeah. And that's that those decisions are somewhat going to be based on what occurs over the next couple of weeks. Um, You know, the next, uh, your next three games are going to largely determine um, how that travel roster plays out. Uh, So it's, you know, obviously it's definitely a sub sub plot, but still something else to to look for as it pertains to the running game and how guys are utilized. Uh, So you asked, kind of a wild card thing that I thought Indiana needed to do a good job of uh, on Saturday. For me, it's going to be uh, taking away any big play ability for Virginia. Um, this is not a team that has the same explosive nature that Ohio State does. Very few teams do. Uh, this this should not be an offense that Indiana uh, gives up multiple explosive plays to. Now, is Virginia going to Going to hit some pass plays for 20-plus yards? Yeah, probably. Uh, that's that's today's college football. That's going to happen to the best of defenses. Um, is Virginia going to break off some decent runs? Yeah, probably. Uh, but I really don't think you should see very many explosive plays come from this Virginia offense. Kurt Bankert is not a guy that throws the deep ball very well or very often. Uh, his average yards per attempt last season – was below seven yards per attempt he was at like six point I think it was six point eight yards per attempt last season, and it was largely more of the same uh, on Saturday against William and Mary uh, their running backs, neither one of them particularly explosive, Jordan Ellis and Daniel Ham I describe both of them as uh, honestly to me they looked pretty average on saturday um, i I think that they were perfectly adequate but not not a pair of guys that you're, that are going to keep defensive coordinators up at night planning for them. Um, Their two biggest play threats uh, look to me like Andre, Andre LeBron, um, who appears to be their best big play receiver. He's a guy that uh, they're hoping has kind of a breakout year. And then Joe Reed, uh, their returner uh, on special teams and a receiver, Uh, He looks to me on the field to be their fastest player uh, and a guy that could have some big plays. But uh, I think Indiana taking Virginia's big plays away um, and making sure that they don't turn into an explosive offense, they haven't been under Mendenhall, making sure that doesn't occur on Saturday. If you can force them to be a team that has to to go down the field, um, you know, short chunks at a time, uh, I, I don't think that Virginia's offense against Indiana's defense will be able to do that consistently. So taking away those big plays is my uh, is kind of my wild card thing, and I think if Indiana does that. Uh, Virginia won't uh, won't be able to have a real good day on offense. Yeah,
1: and that was our matchup to watch too uh, by Alex. Yeah. Was Indiana's two safe starting safeties. Uh, Tony fields and Jonathan Crawford against these Virginia wide receivers where you saw Paris Campbell and, and Johnny Dixon break for long runs. I don't think they have the type of athletes that Ohio state has um, on this Virginia team, but they, they've got to keep the play in front of them and and make them make another play. Uh, it, you know, you don't yeah. want a one play uh, touchdown like you saw against Ohio state. My wild card is this offensive line. I, it goes hand in hand with the running game. Uh, we saw them struggle against Ohio State, and rightfully so. Ohio State has like five or six guys who are going to play in the NFL on that defensive line, and it's ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, can they give Richard Lego a little bit more time to so that they could run deeper routes uh, and get off of, off of this coverage? Can they open up holes uh, for this running game? Uh, we'll see. Brandon Knight is probable. Uh, I, I believe that's how that's how I took it when Tom Allen said we he'll play, but we just don't know how much he'll play. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we'll see if Brandon Knight plays. Do they stick him in the interior of the line? Do they put him? Uh, do they put him? Do they put him? Uh, you know, back a tackle and move Delroy inside. Did they? You know, Brandon Knight's a, a talented guy who will just up the level of play of this defensive line. If they struggle against Virginia, there's more issues, just like the run game, there are deeper issues than just they got out-talented by the opponent. Uh, so the offensive line play is, is my wild card. If IU gets good offensive line play, uh, they'll be they'll be fine on Saturday.
2: I think that's a really good point regarding Brandon Knight. Uh, I personally think that he'll be playing right tackle. Um, that. That's just my personal opinion on it. I don't think Baker had a had a, a good day. And again, it, it's hard to judge a guy just based on the Ohio State game. But that being said, that's what we have to go with right now uh, for Baker. That's what we have to go on, is that Ohio State game. And, and um, how would Brandon Knight have looked against those guys? We don't know, and we're not going to find out. But... I think that Brandon Knight will play, you know, who knows what his conditioning level is. Uh, But I think the snaps that he is in there, uh, they'll give him a go, uh, right tackle. Um, And then Baker, uh, I don't know. I I think we could see him at right guard. Um, I'm hoping, hoping to see more of Harry Kreider at center. Um, yeah, they
1: cannot. I thought they cannot survive be the with hunter. Tape, yeah, they cannot survive. Allen said that they're going to play both centers, but going back and looking at the tape, uh, they, they cannot survive um, with Hunter Little John playing center. Uh, if he's going to perform the way he did against Ohio State, he couldn't. Guys were by him before he could even react, uh, and, and that was a lot of the problems. He couldn't block anybody. Uh, now, could he be? You know, could he be a nice number two uh, and, and develop and practice during the year? Sure, maybe uh, we'll see. But Harry Kreider, as a true freshman, might have passed him, and, and that was kind of expected. We we had high hopes for Kreider in the uh, in the in the fall camp as well. So we'll see uh, what they do on that. And then you know, finally, I think special teams uh, is our overall wild card as usual per every week. You mentioned Joe Reed earlier. Joe Reed averaged thirty yards per kickoff return against William and Mary and IU just looked dreadful on kickoff returns. So whether you know half of it was because of Ohio State sky kick and their athletes just getting down there and, and getting down there fast. But some of it is Devontae Williams needs to hit the hole a little bit faster. So we'll see. Did they are they going to try a new returner? If you know, the first two kicks don't go well, or is this, you know, something yeah, that they're just going to stick with? Uh, I, I personally would like to see Cole Guest back there. He has that burst. He, yeah. He's also strong. He's strong enough to get through some arm tackles and, and we'll see on Saturday. I thought Griffin Oaks looked terrific, even though he didn't attempt a field goal. His kickoffs were mainly in the end zone. He, he got, yeah. Uh, you know, two out of four for touchbacks. I thought Ohio State took two two out of the end zone or off the goal line as well. Uh, and, and then Hayden Whitehead, outside of that touchback, I thought he was he was good too in his first ever college football game. So uh, let's go to prediction time, TJ. Oh, four predictions. Uh, Virginia does have two All Americans on defense: uh, Quinn uh, Quinn Bunning and sorry, Quinn Blanding and uh, Micah Kaiser. It's a safety, uh, a free safety, and a middle linebacker. So IU's going to have to account for them wherever they are on the field. Uh, IU should have enough playmakers to where they could scheme around them, uh, but those are two guys who are very, very good. They're all Americans for a reason and, and, could, and just could lay waste to this game if needed to. And Virginia's place kicker. Shorted. He's a freshman. Uh, shorted a 42-yard field goal. So it'll be interesting to see what his range is against Indiana if they need a field goal uh, early, yeah. you know, early in the game to get some moment, some momentum.
2: Uh, uh, I, well, Micah Kaiser is really good. I mean, he's a he's a very good player. He's a tackling machine. Um, part of that could be attributed last season to. Uh, kind of the, the struggles that Virginia's defensive line had. But, you know, Kaiser's a really good player. Uh, Blanding is a is a, a good safety as well. I think Kaiser's the better of the two, uh, just in my opinion. But Blanding is a good player. Uh, Malcolm Cook was their leading tackler last week. Uh, the Cavaliers did lose their best cornerback, uh, Tim Harris, uh, senior corner. Uh, they lost him for the year. Uh, with an injury in that William and Mary game. Um, so that makes their their secondary, which was really untested against William and Mary attempts. And, um, th- you know, they're not, uh, William and Mary is not a team that uh, is really going to try to, to test Virginia in the air at all. That was never part of their game plan. And Virginia knew that and only 13 pass attempts, despite trailing uh, in that second half, they, you know, they knew they weren't capable of putting the ball in the air much, and so they didn't didn't deviate from who they are. Uh, so we'll we'll see. It's a Virginia defense that really struggled against the pass, and uh, you would think that that's a matchup that's really favorable for Richard Lego. Uh, and as a result, um, you know, I think Virginia might uh, – I, I don't think Virginia's going to be able to uh, even think about stopping Indiana man to man if they don't give their corners any help on on Saturday which again should in theory open up some some running room uh in the box uh particularly if Lego is in rhythm as he was for much of that uh, that game against Ohio State so um going to be very interesting the special teams is going to be interesting because of Joe Reed, and I'm with you. I would not at all mind seeing someone else get a shot. I think Cole Guest and his decisiveness uh, when we see him with the ball, uh, you know, it's it's always just see see the play, hit the line. Last week, uh, you know, the couple of carries he had, there was no hole to hit, but he doesn't do any dancing around at all. It would be a decisive – you know, one cut and straight north and south running from Cole Guest. Uh, So I'd be interested to see what, what he could do there. Um, You know, another guy that, that that his highlight tape, at least in high school looked great as a returner, uh, Raheem Lane. Um, uh, He's another guy that maybe gets a shot. I don't, I don't know. Uh, We really don't know who else will be back there, but, if Devontae williams uh, struggles um at the start of the Virginia game, you know hopefully there's not many kickoffs that he has to field. but if he struggles uh in the first one or the first two, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Allen pull the trigger on making a change there and hope to get something going because having your offense start inside of the twenty uh darn near every time is just putting yourself in a hole right off the bat so um I do think that's going to be interesting, and I do agree on Oaks. I thought uh, it was refreshing to see him reach the end zone again, a sign that he, I think, is is really healthy and uh, in a good place mentally, perhaps, and we'll we'll see if he's he's called upon for any field goal attempts on Saturday, and, uh, you know, on the road, you can't afford to give up scoring opportunities. So we'll see that, all the typical things like scoring zone chances and red zone offense, and um, all that stuff just gets amplified when you're playing a decent opponent, um, on the road. So, um, all that's going to come into play. All that being said, my prediction, and I, I thought long and hard about this because, uh, it was so hard for me to evaluate what I thought of this team after that second half. I just had to keep reminding myself, Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country, um, There were very logical reasons for what happened in that second half and very logical reasons for why Indiana's running game looked the way that it did. That being said, I I, I can't pretend like my confidence um, in this running back group and my confidence in this team overall was not just a tiny bit shaken by that second half. Uh, So I'm, I'm really anxious to see how they respond Uh, on Saturday against Virginia and say what you will about the Cavaliers. That's an ACC team Um, recruiting ranking wise. Virginia is right there with Indiana uh, over, you know, the course of this roster being put together. Uh, And it's, it's on the road, which Indiana has usually not done well on the road against power five opponents. So, All those things really made me pause and think about uh, what I expected from this game. Um, But I ended up settling on confidence in Indiana's passing attack, confidence that the running game will get going. Uh, I don't think it will be amazing, but I do think it will have a solid day on Saturday. And I think the defense is going to be motivated. I don't think they were pleased at all with how things unfolded, and I think there's a lot of pride on that unit. Uh, I really think they'll be fired up and ready to go on Saturday, ready to prove that the second half uh, of last Saturday, last Thursday night's game was not who they are. Uh, so, so I'm going to go with Indiana, uh, 31. So Griffin Oaks getting a field goal. He goes one for one, I think. Uh, gets a field goal, gives the Hoosiers 31, Virginia 17. So I go Indiana 31, Virginia 17. I think it'll be a, a very competitive game, but Indiana um, pulls away just a tad bit in the fourth quarter and ends up leaving Charlottesville with a, a much-needed victory to get them to 1-1 one and one before coming back home for a pair.
1: Yeah, and, you know, again, like you said, it's, it's, diff- it's so difficult to – um, evaluate this team just based on that one game, uh, what their flaws yeah. are, uh, what their are basically what their flaws are. We know what, what they're good at. Um, Virginia's starting a true freshman at corner. They're going to have to guard Donovan Hale and Simi Cobbs and Ian Thomas. I don't know if they could do it. Uh, their defensive line, we'll see. This is a big test for, for Indiana's offensive line. It's a matchup opponent. As, uh, as some would say, you got to get, I, I think he cracked that hundred yard mark uh, rushing. I think you have to, if you want to win uh, the defense is going to be angry. There's a lot of stuff written about this defense uh, this week about them not being a top 25 team. And then that, that breakthrough was a bust uh, and, and things like that. So I think they're going to come in pissed off. And, and that's something that should work in their favor, as long as they can keep it under control there were no yeah. crazy, silly penalties last week. I don't expect them to be any this week. I, I'm going to go Indiana 35, Virginia 21. I think they Virginia does score three times, uh, but I don't think they kick a field goal with that field goal kicker. Uh, his If they're going to be within his distance, I think they're going to try and go for that touchdown. And if they're going to score three times, it'd be three touchdowns. Uh, so 35-21, Indiana uh a, a comfortable victory uh to to say the least and, and just get out of there one and one. Any any victory would be good. If they if they win three to two yes. or two nothing or a, any victory is fine. Just get out of there one and one. Then you could come home, take care of business against FIU and George Southern and and go deal with Penn State and, and the rest of your schedule later. Um so thirty five twenty one is my prediction. We'll have, uh, we'll have a live pregame show with Matt Weber from Peaks.com as well. Uh, just like last year, last week, uh, we had our tailgate show. We're going to have a road tailgate show there as well. And then we'll have a postgame show uh, live on the field afterwards, hopefully after a victory. TJ, thanks for joining me. Enjoyed the second week of college football. And just a PSA for all you Hoosier fans listening, uh, the game was moved to ESPNU. Uh, It is still a 3.30 kickoff. The game is on ESPNU uh, instead of ACC Network Extra. So everybody can breathe easy. Uh, The game will be on TV uh, locally uh, for everybody to watch. So, uh, TJ, thanks for joining us. And everybody, thanks for listening.
0: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.